Hi. Uh, welcome back to Good Fortune. It's me, Jamie. We're here to do yet another weekly astrology forecast. Um, this week is going to be episode 49 of Good Fortune, which is pretty wild. That means we're almost at episode 50, um, which means maybe I should do something special for the 50th episode. I have no idea what that's going to be. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I've been doing this for almost a year. I have ideas of things I want to try out. Um, next year in the next year of this pod if you will starting in Aries season um and yeah we'll talk more about that soon not right now this is actually the second time i'm recording this episode because it's a long story but i was giving in the in the previous version of this that i recorded i was giving like a public figure example of one of the placements and I went on like a several minute rant about a person and I realized that I was like I was saying the name of one person but giving the biographical information of a completely different person and it's kind of appropriate for what the placement is that I was describing Mercury and Pisces um, but, and I thought about just leaving it, but I decided that we just needed to re-record the episode and you can, um, decide which person I mention that I, I was, I gave the wrong biographical information or I gave the biographical information of someone else who's a similar person, but not the same person. Um, you can have your guesses about that. I'm not going to reveal it here. You can DM me about it. Um, <laughs> as always, if you're enjoying the pod, leave a rating, leave a review, send me a note, share with a friend etc. I'd love to hear from you. And now we're going to get into the forecast for this week. This is the week of February 19th through the 25th. As always, I always forget to note this, but any times that I mention are in Eastern time. So if you are in a different time zone, which many of you are um, who are listening, says the analytics that I look at, um, you know, do, do that calculation do the calculation, change the time zone. Um, but yeah, all these times are in Eastern time. I never say that. And now we're saying it at the top. Um, so this week I is a really interesting week. Um, I feel like high level, it's pretty sexy. It's pretty hot. It's pretty passionate. There's a lot of fire going on. There's a lot of heat. Um, there's moments of forgiveness, there's moments to shoot your shot, um, and get what you want from it. But I'm also, um, looking at this week, there's this very kind of like shoot your shot and then sit in the ellipsis <laughs> after shooting your shot. Like there's a sense of like putting it out there and then waiting in a void. Um, but there's also promise that, 
even if you're waiting in the void, there's a certain long game that we're all going for right now and that I think is really prevalent with all the planets we have moving through Aquarius that, um, you know, even if it doesn't feel like progress is happening or, you know, people are picking up what you're putting down, that doesn't mean that things aren't going to work out. That's what I'll say. <laughs> um, so getting into this week, you know, we start the week, we're in Pisces season. Um, and Pisces season, I think, is a really interesting time of year. I'm honestly going to give you like my biased POV as a Pisces sun. I find it's a time of year, you know, it's a water sign time, it's mutable water, and the vibe, no matter what else is going on in the sky, when the sun is in Pisces, like everyone is kind of going through their own little emotional wave. Everyone is out to sea on their own little compassionate journey. And I say this as a Pisces sun who, you know, try as I might to have like a normal birthday party. Like almost every year I have like a friend who kind of has like a crisis or like someone else is always crying on my birthday. And I'm also usually crying too, but like it's my birthday, I'm allowed to cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, when when we used to do the Moon Missives magazine, I remember we did um, the release for the spring issue, but like we, every other issue, actually that's not true, but every other issue we sort of did on the solstice or the equinox or like a little bit after actually, but the spring one, we did a few days before the spring equinox, I remember, so it was still during Pisces season. And that was like the weirdest, like it was like the weirdest event slash party I've ever thrown. Like everything was a mess. People were spilling stuff. Like someone like rerouted their birthday party to the event, like a Pisces birthday party where like people were also acting emotional. Like, um, and the energy was just so off the rails that and like when we were selling those magazines, I used to like open up a shop in my apartment and like quote unquote a shop and I would let people come pick it up there. And I used to actually really like it. It was like I had this little salon at my house and like random people would come over, like friends I hadn't seen in years. Um, and it was always like really fun to see people and catch up and often like like people from totally disparate parts of my life would show up at the same time. And I loved it. But after that release party for that spring one, I just like didn't have the wherewithal to like even like sell um, the rest of the stock of those magazines. So I actually still have a ton of those. So if you're ever interested in... <laughs> The spring issue of the Moon Missives uh, quarterly journal from 2018 hit me up. I have probably like 15 copies of it. It's bright green. It has uh, contributions from some really cool artists, a few who are like legitimately famous now. Um, and, you know, you, you know, it's it's a it's an OG work of theirs. Um. 
Anyway, that's all to say that Pisces season, the emotions get intense. (laughs) And on Monday the 19th, the sun is in Pisces and the moon is in Cancer. And on this day, we actually have some really beautiful world building energy because the moon in Cancer is going to trine Saturn and then sextile Jupiter. Um, But in the middle of the day on Monday, we also have the North Node conjunct Chiron. And this is like a transit or an aspect that has been in effect pretty much the past several months, pretty much this whole year, and this year being 2024 (laughs) so far. And it's an aspect, the last time the North Node was conjunct Chiron was in 2008. So Chiron has an irregular orbit, so it's not always 16 years between these conjunctions. Sometimes it's a little less. But we haven't had this conjunction for a very long time. And, you know, you've heard me talk about Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron is about forgiveness. Chiron is about letting go. Chiron is, can I heal myself? Is this worth healing? Um, The North Node in Aries is all about sort of claiming independence, claiming identity, stepping up for what we want. It's about having self-respect. It's about building self-esteem. It's about, you know, letting go. This nodal journey that we're on right now is about like really stepping away from um, like sort of overly serving others, maybe some codependent dynamics, maybe just like putting others first. And the North Node in Aries is like put me first. It's me time. But the North Node conjunct Chiron is like in Aries. It's a little bit like uh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. I'm going to cry during me. Like me, it's me time to cry. Um, It's me time to heal. It's me time to release. Um, But that aspect has been in effect for a while now, but it goes exact at around 4, 12 p.m on Monday the 19th. Um, And so there is probably something coming up on Monday, particularly Monday afternoon. um, That's, you know, maybe it's not an exact event happening, but there's some, there's a, there's a button in the story of this healing journey that you've been on, that we've all been on, um, that's coming to a head on Monday. As the sun is in Pisces and the moon is in Cancer. Um, But again, with the moon trining Saturn and the moon sextiling Jupiter that day, there is this sense of also like forward thinking, forward looking. Um, Then we go into Tuesday the 20th. The moon is still in Cancer. And this is one of those days that I feel like is a hangover day. Um, At 5.46 a.m., the moon enters her waxing gibbous phase at 6.33 a.m., the moon squares the nodes. At 6.45 a.m., the moon squares Chiron. So the moon, in the mo- like first thing in the morning, she's reaching her waxing gibbous phase. She is slouching towards the full moon. We are going to have a full moon in Virgo at the end of this week on the 24th. And the moon is like slouching towards this full moon, but she's running into the nodes. She's running into Chiron. You know, this healing journey we're on, this release feeling that we're on that was very present Monday is being triggered again on Tuesday morning. Um, There's like, we're in it. We're in the feels. Um, Then at 11.45 a.m., the moon sextiles Uranus. 
So that I feel like is a little bit of like a kick in the pants. It's like, I'm feeling the hangover, but I'm gonna go take like my Alka-Seltzer hangover edition, or I'm gonna go get a very strong espresso, or maybe I just get a very exciting email, or um, someone just kind of jolts me to have to do something to get out of the haze. But then after the moon sextiles Uranus at 11, 11.45 a.m. on Tuesday, the moon then spends the rest of the day through early Wednesday morning trining Neptune and is pretty much void um, and goes void after trining Neptune at 1.37 a.m. on Wednesday overnight. Um, so there is this very spacey vibe, this hazy vibe. I would not plan anything super important for Tuesday the 20th. It's a great night to chill. It's a great night to hang. It's a great night to like, you know, not lift a finger. <laughs> if you go out to eat, order takeout, like just relax, watch your favorite show. Don't worry about it. I will say I'm saying this now. There's going to be a lot for the next following week. There's honestly a lot of just chill. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. Energy that will resolve itself by around the 28th. The 28th is when there's sort of a button. There's a conclusion. There's closure. And there's like a real kind of reset on um, a lot of things. <laughs> But uh, for a lot of, you know, towards the end of this week and going into next week as well, the moon is going to be void a lot. And when the moon is void, it's very much like nothing comes of it. Don't initiate. Don't start things. Just kind of like focus on closing things out, you know, finishing up your tasks. And then you can, um, you know, pick things back up again when the moon is, is doing the work. But we're not quite at that moment yet, but it is coming and it will continue into next week, which is just to say, like, if you're not feeling it, if you're feeling lazy, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling burnt out, I think that is going to be a general consensus among many people. And there will be more movement, more action, more um, resolution coming especially by the 28th. Um, so have patience until then. Um, you know, if you're called to sort of initiate things and start things, especially on this week on Monday, and then again, kind of on Wednesday, and then also at the full moon on Saturday, like you can go with that, but know that like you might not get your answer <laughs> until a bit later and that's okay. Um, then we go into, so Wednesday the 21st, the moon is still in Cancer. As I said, overnight, she trines Neptune, then goes void for about seven hours. Then at 8.40 a.m., the moon enters Leo. This is where things start get, like, very briefly, but very potently spicy. Because <laughs> um, the moon is going to be in Leo on Wednesday the 21st, and the moon is going to be opposing both Venus and Mars on the 21st and Venus and Mars are going to be forming a conjunction that goes exact overnight Wednesday into Thursday. Um, and Venus and Mars only can join about once every two years, though it depends on Mar Mars's orbit is a bit wonky. So sometimes it's more often than that. Um, 
we actually, the last time we had a Venus-Mars conjunction, it was sort of this extended um, several month period where they were very close together. Um, we had a Venus-Mars conjunction in Leo in July of 2021. Um, but then we had a Venus retrograde um, in uh, December into January, December 2021 into January 2022. And because of that Venus retrograde, Venus, Mars then kind of caught back up to Venus. And we had two more conjunctions of Venus and Mars, one on February 18th in Capricorn, February 18th of 2022, and another on March 6th of 2022 at zero degrees Capricorn. That was also basically conjunct Pluto. Um... Sorry, in a, sorry, it was at zero degrees Aquarius, the one on March 6th. So July, it was in Leo. February, it was in Capricorn. March, it was at zero degrees Aquarius. But Pluto at that point was at about 28 degrees Capricorn. So that was a pretty intense Plutonian conjunction. Um, but the, that, it doesn't usually happen like three times in the course of six months. It's usually just once every two years. But that's all to say Venus and Mars, those are the two relational planets. They're the planets where we sort of make or break connections, whether that be romantic, business, creative, you know, financial. And when we had those three conjunctions in July 2021 and February and March of 2022, I, I do think there was a kind of um, curious, I'll say, calibration and recalibration of connections of relationships. I would look back and think about what relationships you were breaking and what relationships you were making. <laughs> and especially in, you know, the beginning of 2022, um, especially because Pluto was so involved that there was something very intense, something possibly very obsessive, um, it could be that some of those relationships that really started na started then are ending now um, or having to be like majorly, as I was saying, recalibrated, you know, reconfigured. Like you can't go on in the way that you had been going on. Um, but whenever Venus conjoins Mars, there is this real opportunity for a fresh start in relationships. And that's especially for anyone who has um, Venus ruling their rising sign or Mars ruling their rising sign. So that's Aries risings, Taurus risings, Libra risings, and Scorpio risings. You especially are going to be really affected by this Venus-Mars conjunction. Um, also Aquarius risings because it is happening in your sign. Um, and Leo risings because it's happening in your seventh house of relationships. Um, depending on how close it is to your angles or to a planet in your chart. Um, but as I said, like there's something being seeded as far as relationships, as far as connections. And with the moon being in Leo on Wednesday the 21st, the moon is going to go into Leo at 8.40 a.m. She's immediately going to oppose Pluto at 10.37 a.m., hyping up the intensity um, and then she's going to spend the rest of the day approaching her opposition to Venus and Mars, which is which are both going to go exact around 10 p.m. on Wednesday. And then overnight, Wednesday into Thursday at 2.14 a.m., Venus is going to conjoin Mars at six degrees of Aquarius. 
Um, and so this whole day on Wednesday feels very fired up. It feels kind of like edging. <laughs> it feels very sexy. Like it, this, this feels like kind of like a hot date night, but it's a hot date night where things either go like really well or really poorly. Um, and you know, it's <laughs> whether it goes really well or really poorly is not a reflection on you, but it's a reflection on like it's such a charged time and this is like a, this day is very like, you know, commit to things that you want to commit to. And also maybe commit to things that are a little bit freaky. Um, like if things aren't working out, it's very like universe is protecting you vibes. Um, but yeah, this Venus Mars conjunction is also happening in, um, the first decan of Aquarius, which Austin Coppock calls the mark of exile. And, you know, um, this is a place that's very close to my heart. It's where I have my moon. Um, and this is a decan and a part of the zodiac that's really about going your own way, choosing your own path, not following the group, not following the trend, not doing what you're supposed to do. Um, I have noticed like in our collective, like, because this is the decan where Pluto now is, and it's where we're having now Venus and Mars move through and conjoin Pluto and where we had Mercury move through and conjoin Pluto. And I've, I have noticed that people in my life who also have placements in these early degrees of Aquarius, like have been kind of weathering the kind of intense storm that we've been in. Like I would say better than most, not to totally make a qualitative judgment, but there's a sense, especially with the people who have placements in that part of the Zodiac. And I feel this too of like, I've always felt like my life was like this. Like I've always felt like I've had to make the hard, hard choice. I've always felt like I've had to go against the group or against what society is telling me to do or against the institution. Like I've, I've never had a choice, but to, but to be the freak, um, and it, in some ways, like, and I'm saying like, I like the collective eye more than just myself, but, um, I've definitely felt this in my own life of like, you know, I wish I could be normal. I wish I could make the normal choice. I wish I could just like do what other people do, follow some path of some linear path, but what a lot of us are being asked and what we're all being asked to do right now is sort of is take that road less traveled is like give up this like false sense of comfort that an institution was giving us or systemic, you know, expectations or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Like uh, we're all being asked to kind of reject that or not even reject that, but just like, or yes, reject it. But it, the act is the action is not rejection. The action is like walking towards something else. But in doing that, you have to reject something. Um, but Venus and Mars conjoining at this part of the Zodiac, it's like it's giving kind of, um, you know, these relationships that are forming these connections are, you know, they're connections for the future and they're connections that maybe don't make sense to everyone and maybe don't make sense to you. These things that are being forged, you know, it's maybe friends to lovers. It's maybe starting a business with your arch enemy. It's, 
um, you know, choosing yourself over a relationship, whatever it is, it's maybe not happening on Wednesday and Thursday, but you're feeling so called to just dive into it on those days. You're being called to like leave the past behind. And I know I keep saying stuff like that. And we have been in this moment of like, you know, <laughs> leave the past behind, leave your old thoughts behind, leave your old connections behind, leave your old actions behind. This is like, leave your old relationships behind and start over. Um, or take an old relationship and, you know, make it into something new. But what's really nice is that Venus is going to conjoin Mars, which is, you know, it's very hot and bothered. It's sexy. In ancient times, they maybe would have said it was more of like a war aspect, but we don't, I mean, we live in times of war and famine and poverty and all these horrible things, but not in the way ancient people did. <laughs> like, as much as our society is is nuts, like, um, in general, we do not live amongst the same kind of strife that, you know, a medieval astrologer was living in. Um, we have much, we have very different resources than they did, but... Um, that's all to say that like, you know, some super traditional astrologers can get very like Venus and Mars is bad. Like don't make it good. And you might go on Twitter or go on Instagram and see people talking about how, you know, this isn't good. This is bad. But one, like that black and white thinking, we're not doing that anymore. But two, in our modern world, this really is an aspect of like, of in many ways, desire and passion and also, after Venus leaves the conjunction with Mars, Venus is then going to start forming a square to Jupiter, which goes exact later in the week. And the moon is also going to be forming a square to Jupiter, which goes exact at 4.39 a.m. on Thursday, the 22nd. So even though Venus and Mars can be intense, it, you know, in, in ancient times was definitely like a sometimes a symbol of war. And obviously, we are living in war times that last Venus-Mars conjunction in 2022 aligned with the beginning of the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, so there also might be some developments with that coming up this week. Um, but yes, I'm just saying that yes, it can speak to war, but in our personal little lives, it's more resetting the relationship cycle, resetting the connection cycle, choosing to separate from an old way of being in relation. But with the moon squaring Jupiter and Venus moving to square Jupiter, there's just this sense of um, relief and hope and optimism about the whole thing um, that wasn't present the last time we were having these Venus-Mars conjunctions back in 2022. Those were very malefic. This one feels much, it feels intense, but it feels very hopeful. Um, and so the moon is going to square Jupiter on early Thursday morning, the 22nd, and then the moon is going to spend the rest of the day forming a square to Uranus, which goes exact at 11.18 p.m., on Thursday, so watch out for maybe a little surprise on Thursday evening. Um, as I said, in general, Wednesday into Thursday feels very shoot your shot, put something out there, like hot, sexy, maybe date vibes, but know it's going to be an intense date. Um, 
you know, if you hang with a friend, do something physical for some reason, like going bowling is like screaming in my head. Um, but after the moon squares Uranus on Thursday, the moon is actually then going to go void for almost an entire day for 21 hours and 20 minutes. And this void moon is what begins this longer period of void moons that are going to be pretty much constant until next week on the 28th. And so this, the 22nd is what begins this period of just kind of like sitting in the void, (laughs) sitting in the soup, um, you know, vibes, not actions. And like, um, in some ways, like just like remaining patient and kind, I would like plan to be slow, plan to be lazy. Don't put a lot on your plate. Um, Overnight, Thursday into Friday, um, while that moon is void, at 2.28 a.m. on Friday, we have Mercury enter Pisces. Um, And Mercury in Pisces is one of my favorite um, placements in charts. I think it... I think people with this placement are some of the best writers, um, even if they don't think they're the best writers, because there are people who like writing maybe doesn't come as naturally because Mercury in Pisces is Mercury, the communication planet in the sign of both uh, their detriment and fall. Um, so writing, communication, speaking, technical things doesn't come naturally to Mercury in Pisces. They have to come up with like alternate solutions, but a lot of people who have this placement are very, you know, it's poetry, it's imagination, it's storytelling. Um, Kurt Cobain had this placement. It was his chart ruler. He was a Virgo rising. Um, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Um, Lady Gaga has this placement. Um, Robin Pecknold from Fleet Foxes has this placement. Um, Robin Pecknold and Lady Gaga being born, I think, like one or two days apart in the spring of 1986, which is a really potent time. (laughs) I have a lot of things to say about that spring of 86 and people born in the spring of 86. If you want to talk about it, DM me. Um, Other people with that placement. So there's three extremely prolific astrologers who have this placement. Um... Alice Sparkly Cat, who you may know, an amazing um, queer astrologer. Um, They have an amazing website. They write so much. They have so many amazing articles. They've written a few books. So cool. Um, Annabelle Gatt, who's an amazing person in the astrology community. She's written daily horoscopes for Vice for like eight years, which if you've like... If you know, if you've ever written a daily horoscope, which I know most of you listening to this have not, um, it's like truly one of the hardest things to do. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. It like breaks your brain, um, trying to like pull information literally out of a void that's both like unique and coherent. Um, and so someone doing that for like close to a decade is like, I'm in awe of it. It's so impressive. Um, and that really speaks to that Mercury and Pisces ability to like keep going that like my Mercury and Aquarius is like, when I've said everything, I've said it and I can't say more, but Mercury and Pisces always has more to say. Um, and another prolific astrologer with Mercury and Pisces is Susan Miller. Um, 
the OG <laughs> daily horoscope and monthly horoscope writer. Um, I'm sure many of you have read her horoscopes for years. She is she is a Pisces sun as well, Pisces queen. Um, she infamously, like, every month, like, uh, you know, submits her own horoscopes late to herself, to her editors. Um, but she's another person who's written, like, daily, monthly horoscopes for decades. Um, and it's just a testament to that Mercury and Pisces. Um, and when Mercury enters Pisces on Friday, you know, it's further breaking up this sort of a intense Aquarius period we've been in. Um, now, now it will just be, um, Venus and Mars in Aquarius. Um, and so, and we're heading towards, um, a pretty intense Pisces pile up next week. But that's just to say that we're sort of moving into a period, like, especially most of February so far, we've been in this really intense Aquarius time where things have been very analytical, very, like, dry, very Saturnian, and things are getting more watery, <laughs> things are getting more compassionate, things are getting more emotional, um, and this Mercury into Pisces is is starting that off. Um at 8.37 p.m. on Friday, we finally exit that void moon and the moon enters Virgo um, and spends the rest of that evening opposing Mercury. Um, this should be an interesting Friday night. I think Friday in general is going to be a very exhausted day, but there's something of like getting a second wind late at night on Friday, but really being like, I want to do work. I want to write. I want to like make a collage, do something creative, like, or maybe I want to go dancing. I don't know. It's giving like, I want to call my friend and gab all night from the comfort of my bed. Um, and the moon is going to oppose Mercury. And then Saturday morning, the 24th at 7.30 a.m., we have a full moon at five degrees Virgo. And so this is a full moon that is really leaning into this idea of apprenticeship and practical application <laughs> and what are the steps I need to take to make my dreams come true? What are the reps I have to put in? Um, this part of the Zodiac Virgo one is associated with the tarot card, the eight of pentacles, which if you see that card, it's like this man who's like hammering away at the coins and he's like practicing his craft and working on things that way. Um, and I think Austin Coppock calls this part of the Zodiac a tree bearing fruit. Um, and it's this idea of sort of, you know, humbly observe like humbly sort of working towards and observing the fruits of your labor like tending to something and the Virgo full moon during Pisces season is always this interesting moment of like we're kind of swimming in this Pisces soup but then the Virgo full moon is like okay let's like take a step back and really pay attention to like what's the order of operations like what steps do I actually need to take and um a good period to look back on for more clues about what this full moon is going to bring up to you is um, late August into early September of 2023. Um, we had a Mercury retrograde in Virgo that went over these early degrees of Virgo from about August 23rd, I think, until September 17th. Um, and then on September 15th, we had a new moon in Virgo. 
So there was something being seeded then and it was something that you were maybe reworking or, you know, yeah, recalibrating. I keep saying the word recalibrating this time, but it's in the air. What There was something that was being recalibrated then that, you know, you're seeing the full picture of now. And yeah, I kind of know how this is showing up for me. Um, I won't get into it here. Maybe I will next week because I've already been talked. This is a, this has become a long forecast, but um, I think a good thing to remember is that, and this is how I'm feeling about my thing is like, even if this is something that, cause the aspects of that Mercury retrograde back in late August, early September were really positive. <laughs> um, and it sort of made what was difficult in whatever part of our life, like very easy to problem solve and figure something out. And if you've hit road bumps along the way or feel like, you know, you've really like degraded all that progress you made, I'm hoping that this full moon reveals that like that little bit of work that was put in back then actually did make a huge difference in how you can maybe pick something up that you dropped around that time. Um, But this full moon is... is really interesting, I think, especially coming off of this like week that's had the, these moments of forgiveness and healing and also passion. Um, and after we have the exact full moon, the moon is then going to oppose Saturn at 3.24 p.m. and trine Jupiter at 5.49 p.m., which is, again, leaning into this world building, you know. This isn't just for now. This is for a long time. (laughs) What choices do I have to make? What, you know, what solid things can I lean into? What hope do I need? What optimism do I need? Um, But after the moon trains Jupiter at 5.49 p.m., the moon is then going to go into a Hellenistic void. So that's a void where she doesn't make an aspect to an inner planet for over 30 degrees (laughs) and she's going to be in that Hellenistic void for 62 hours. So almost three full days. So Saturday the 24th or Saturday the 24th in the late afternoon, evening until like Tuesday the 27th, moon is totally void. Um, But on Saturday evening at 11.01 p.m., we're going to have Venus square Jupiter. And Venus square Jupiter is this aspect of abundance and luck and good vibes. Um, We had that Venus square Jupiter back over the summer um, during the Venus retrograde. Um, The astrologer Patrick Watson, who's a really cool guy, I recommend you check out his work, Um, he was posting recently about how he had made a prediction that that Venus retrograde, especially with Venus squaring Jupiter was going to bring about a really prominent celebrity romance. And he realized that it was Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, um, because that was like sort of when their relationship began and when Venus and Jupiter made their final square around September 17th, um, that was like around the time that Taylor Swift first started going to um, the NFL games. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if on Saturday the 24th there was some sort of like Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey news development. I don't know what it is. I don't have, you know, any real investment in their relationship. I like that they're both born in 1989 like I am, and that's that's about where my investment ends. Um, <laughs> they would have been in my class in school, but 
I wish them the best, but I, I'm just like making that prediction here because why not? Let's see what happens. Um, but for in general, it's, it's again, it's bringing up that, um, that period from late August, early September, and it's bringing back this feeling of hope. Um, Sunday the 25th, moon is still in Virgo and we are really sitting in the void. Um, and at 12.04 PM on that day, the moon is going to trine Uranus. Um, so that might bring like a little kick to do something, a little flicker of the lights, a little surprise. Um, but after that, the moon's ne next aspect is opposing Neptune on Monday morning. So we're really in the spacey zone. Sunday the 25th is like a sit on the couch and binge a show vibes. <laughs> There's like not a lot of productivity there. Um, but that's how we're ending the week. And just to review the major aspects, Monday the 19th, we have the North Node conjunct Chiron. On Thursday the 22nd, we have Venus conjunct Mars. On Friday the 23rd, we have Mercury entering Pisces. And on Saturday the 24th, we have the full moon in Virgo and Venus square Jupiter. Um, let me know how this week goes. Happy Pisces season, happy full moon in Virgo, and I'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.